Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Star Wars! The Bantha Milk Run. <laughs> All right. The ban- is, is, right, so that's not blue milk, is it? Yeah, it is. It is, it is. The, the, it's the blue okay. milk. But, but I thought blue milk came out of those sea monsters. It also comes out of those sea monsters in The Last Jedi, you're right. But there ain't no sea monsters on Tatooine. But, and there are banthas. Yeah. What is a bantha? Is it... It's a the big elephant, the, the trunks. Trunks. elephant thing. With, with, uh... It's a big panther. Well, let's oh, get into yeah, this okay, when Google we pitch them. the Bantha Milk Run later <laughs> on in the show. Uh, Ross Originals gave us that title. Thank you, Ross. Thanks, Ross. For the, uh, for the episode. And uh, stay, stay to the end, where Ross also wins the Yes Very Clever Award for a title he's given us. So, uh, uh, well, Ross spoilers. has got the double whammy. Uh, Big spoilers. Well, stay tuned to find out what that is. Yeah, stay tuned to find out what that hilariously clever title is um, at the end. So, Ross got in touch with us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Show, and uh, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. You can get us on on there, contact us, give us titles. We're doing Star Wars this week, guys. And joining us uh, is our probably one of our most regular. Star Wars correspondence. Yeah. It's Ashley Ralph. Hello. Welcome back on the show. Thanks. Thanks to me. Yeah, good to be here. Couldn't, couldn't resist uh, the, the pull of Star Wars again. <laughs> the pull of the Force. It's my favourite Life's a Pitch franchise. <laughs> the, the Star Wars Life's a Pitch universe. Yeah. It's, it, we're the only people making fanfic that you really want to see yeah. uh, from the from the Star Wars yeah. franchise. I remember Lin-Manuel Miranda getting his head caught in the <laughs> laser beam of a pod racer and that's what getting turned him powers. into that's what turned him into a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I can't remember what, what yep. episode that's called but it's one of the Star Wars ones. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that one where a kid uh, is... There's like a, I think it's Darth Maul, but like Darth Maul's new master or something is just really health and safety conscious. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. puts puts railings up. Yep. Yep. Puts railings up. Files off all the corners on the star destroyers. Yeah. Yeah. Closes off the jewels of the fate room. <laughs> it's a hazard. So yeah, uh, as you can tell, we all like Star Wars. I hope uh, I hope you've been watching The Mandalorian because it is good. I haven't. I'm keeping uh, myself pure. Yeah, it's 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 a good <laughs> it's a good show. Um, it's it's all right, uh, Ash. I I haven't watched uh, The Rise of Skywalker to keep myself pure as well. So yeah. That's okay. Uh, so let's get on with some honourable mentions shall we yes let's do some more of those Star Wars things these these can be thought of as although we will be putting our final pitch into canon <laughs> these can be described as the legends <laughs> as the legends yep. it's the uh, it's the blue text saying a long time ago in a galaxy far far away mm-hmm. before the big Star Wars thing comes up in fact, yeah. I'd go even further than that. I'd put the uh, I'd put the 20th Century Fox fanfare 
in before <laughs> before <laughs> these pictures are like that before the uh, before the film starts. This is the THX scream that, that that blows your ears out before the film starts. Or, or that Sony thing that like legitimately will give you a migraine. Yeah. The the visual that like, you're zooming through a, a tunnel of lights. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yes. Oh, I hate that. I have to close my eyes. I can't. The, the audio visual assault that it, that comes before yeah. a film. Yeah. Just uh, he, we're just here to make sure there's nobody here who has like his sensitive to auditory or visual stimuli. Get out! <laughs> Get out! So, so, yeah, so that they can't enjoy the film. Yeah, this 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 film's for abled people. The rest of you, get out. <laughs> that's that's what that is to me. Like, yeah, absolutely. Right. So from James Delaney, we've got straight out of Moss Eisley. Oh, now I haven't yeah. seen Straight Outta Compton, so I got I've got no. Like, oh, it's all, it's all based on know. that. Well, it's a, yeah. I mean, like it it's it. it so Straight Outta Compton, an album. Um, oh, it's an album. Like, I, I just look yeah. like that, I know. NWA, I think. Mm. Uh, also, though, yeah, there's, there's a film, basically. Yeah, sure. Um, sure, sure. But what comes straight out of Moss Eisley? Pod Racers. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. There we go. Straight Out is like... The straight. It's it's a drag yeah. race. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 it's American-style pod racing, where it's just a straight line. Yeah, it's all it's they care about. It's like it's like the original Fast and the Furious, but for pod yeah. racing. It's uh, it's taken inspiration from George Lucas's uh, sort of first theatrical feature film, uh, American Graffiti, because there's like drag racing in that. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. So I think this is the thing. We don't want to be this to be a racing film as genre racing film. No, definitely you don't want not. To be a pod racing film no. as genre pod racing film. This should be the the mm-hmm. the um uh, too fast uh, like too fast too furious fast and the furious sort of like this is culture. This is pod racing culture mm-hmm. out of Moss Eisley because obviously you remember Moss Eisley like they say a, a more wretched hive of scum and villainy you'll yeah. not find right yeah. like it is it is like it's gritty so right to have this kind of gritty urban drama yeah um surrounding these pod races because it's the only way out right yeah. yeah it's the only way to to gain any status it's got an eight mile vibe to it can we cast eminem as a, <laughs> yes. as a pod racer yeah 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 eminem plays um uh Cheezo Wee Fit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Spell yeah, it. Exactly how you think it is. Yeah. 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 Cheezo Wee Fit. Uh, yeah, and he's he. You know, he was raised here, and he doesn't like. He doesn't fit in, and he just dreams of getting out and mm. getting big on the big pod racing circuits. But here, it's different. You know, like. It's a it's a line, not a circuit. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. You uh, you you just gotta go fast. Yeah. yeah, it's dangerous in a new way because like when you're pod racing, obviously there's a chance that you crash and it's all maneuvering and stuff. Here, because it's just about speed, it's the speed that's dangerous. You're going faster than any conventional pod faster, racer goes. Your engines could just explode at any moment. Yeah, like so you're, you're going so fast that the beam that connects the engines is like being arced backwards towards you, and you, <laughs> and you need to make sure it doesn't touch you because apparently something happens. Yeah. <laughs> and, we and don't know what that is. Last... We never explain it. But no. if you go back and listen to our previous Star Wars episodes, you'll find out. Yeah. 
They never find out in the movie, so we don't find out like through exploring it. You know, yeah. they just know it's dangerous. <laughs> and and actually, that's why the the idea of a circuit is so alien to this to this um, culture. That that's why um, uh, like one of the last lines of this movie when when they get onto the proper grand prix race stage right they get yeah. they get found by a roger allen style uh, hut who wants to sponsor them into it but that's yeah. this is the last that's the last scene right yeah we're not covering that no. but um when when it's, it's like they go around in circles spinning that's a good trick um and uh <laughs> i love it oh the uh, <laughs> i've got another character that i think we might need oh okay a young sebulba Ah. Oh yeah. This is yeah. where he came from. This is and he's like he's not as like straight down the line asshole as he is in episode 1. Yeah. This is like yeah. a a less jaded Sebulba. And whatever however he got he's, out is a bit the, of an engine nerd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his big brother though, his big brother is is the main mm-hmm. bad guy of this. Yes. And Sebulba is the friend of of Chizo Weefit. Um, and yeah. the thing is, he holds it against Chizo when when Sebulba's big brother dies. Yeah, in a in a crash yeah, with Chizo. Yeah, exactly. Um, and 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 you know, like he he becomes more and more angry yeah. and jaded. We get a scene of Sebulba like picking over the crash site where his big brother's died near the end of the film, yeah. and you just see him reach in and like. With his feet. With his, with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Reaches in and just like, you see the, the side of his engine, uh, of his brother's engine that's intact, and he just snaps a piece off the side of the engine, like he's taking it as a souvenir, but it looks identical to the piece he snaps off Anakin's yeah. ship. Oh, fan service. That becomes his MO. People. And actually. The um the, the the number one thing there is that um he like when when his brother dies um it's because his engine ruptures because he's put too much dangerous of this dangerous solution in it yeah and it ruptures out the side and these big flames start jetting yeah. out the side of the uh, mm-hmm. of the engines what which is the what if his brother's pod racer looks identical yeah. to Anakin's. And it's like oh. Anakin found the blueprint, and that's how Anakin like <laughs> built this. And that's why Sebulba hates him so much. Um, uh, yeah, but we, so we've got we've got the origin of we've got the origin of Sebulba's flamethrowers. Um, we've got what? So has flamethrowers? Yeah, he bends fire and like yeah. chokes somebody. Like somebody chokes in the smoke, and then they die. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah forgot he about fl- that. He's got flamethrowers outside of his his, his uh, fun yeah. yeah. Um and that's that's like where that comes from. Anyway, Chizo <laughs> Weefit. What's what's his deal? I think so Chizo gets out. Like he he Chizo's arc is he's obviously trying to compete with Sebulba's older brother, but also trying to maintain his friendship with Sebulba. And I think the transition we get is at the start of the movie, Chizo is a part of Moss Eisley. He's a part of the community. Nobody expects him to be able to leave. He's one of so many people that dreams of being able to leave, um, but he can't. You know, it, it's not. It, it's part of the culture to want to leave almost, but he can't do it. He's not good enough. And then the transition through the movie is him like improving and it becoming viable, and it's straining his relationships with Moss Eisley. Like he's he's get like those threads are all breaking off. 
as he gets closer to breaking away. And so we see all the things that tie him to Moss Eisley breaking off. And it's a question of like, was it worth it at the end? You know, he got out of Moss Eisley, but he killed his best friend's brother in a race. And <laughs> like his best friend hates him. Yeah. And, you know, he's he, he sacrificed everything. And was it worth I it? Think, I think we, we definitely have a kind of um, a thing where in order to um, to afford the pod racer maybe even like uh, he, he, he ends up owing money to mm-hmm. uh, the, the cartel definitely right? yeah the hurt cartel um, or indeed because that would make him less um, kind of less less that's a bad decision right to take money from the cartel so what if if that's that's like Sebulba's brother's thing he takes money from the cartel and he needs now this money this to win this race um, to pay them back I, I might have the thread here um, Sebulba's okay. brother owes money to the cartel but yeah. in racing he's become so famous that he's almost untouchable and he thinks he's bigger than the cartel so he stops making right. payments oh. because he knows the cartel can't do anything about it the cartel meanwhile has um like taken like basically he they they've given him the money to build the ship but his parents home is collateral um oh. and so when when he he's he's racing he damages the ship and like he needs to repair it but he's got no more collateral to give and so they say we'll give you more money we'll extend your loan but you have to kill Sebulba's so- brother in the in the race <laughs> Chizo, Chizo doesn't take out a loan against the house. The house is already on the line. Oh, okay, right? yeah. Sure. So in order to keep the house, the family had to mm-hmm. take a loan out. Yeah. The, the 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 cartel say, "Hey, you've got some skills at racing. Here's a pod racer. Kill the man. Beat beat Sebulba's brother. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, who we're gonna call um, Segulga. Uh, Se- Segulga. Um, <laughs> Segulga Nas Chunker. You're so good at making Star Wars names. <laughs> like, Chizo Weefit, I know is a very silly name, but it sounds very much like a Star Wars name. Um, uh, and uh, Segulga Nas Chunker. And, um, uh, like, Segulga there, he is. Yeah, they, they like, beat him. Beat him yeah. at his own game. You have the potential, and if so, if you do that, we will not only gift, we're gifting you, you know, gifting you this mm-hmm. pod racer, but also, you know, you will we'll forget about the payments on your parents' house, mm-hmm. or, you know, we, we, we won't take it from you. Um, and, uh, and so it's like, you know, it's them or me sort of thing, but yeah. by the end, he, the only thing is, it feels victory at the end, and it's only a small victory. He wins the race, Segulga is dead, mm. and now Sebulba hates him. Yeah. But the only benefit is he can now get off uh, of Tatooine because um, one of the higher ups in the Hut Cartel mm. saw the race yep. and now has sent him onto the, in, the onto big the pod circuit. racing circuit. Yeah, yeah exactly. To, to be in a Star Wars Episode 1 yeah. um, uh, pod racer, the N64 game. You could have like post credit sequel bait for Sebulba. Yeah. When he's like, he's determined to get off his planet now to get his revenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ash, do your best Sebulba impression. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd need a cold to be able to even approach his uh, his vocal range. I don't remember any of any of his lines. It, it's very it's very raspy. It's kind of duba. <laughs> 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 
it's low oh. in the throat. Yeah. It's it's messy, you know, there's liquids down there. Oh, I, I, I couldn't remember what his voice sounded like, and then, then I heard it. <laughs> that whole scene came flooding back. Chuba. <laughs> What 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 instrument are you playing, Saboba? <laughs> what kind of sandwich is that? Tuna. Uh. So from all the webs of stage, a very good podcast, you should all be listening to it. The last life day. Ooh. Okay. The Last Life Day. So this is this is a Star Wars Christmas movie, right? Yeah, well, it's got to be, because Star Wars... Uh, Life Day in Star Wars is Christmas. It's Christmas <laughs> and Thanksgiving mixed <laughs> into <laughs> one, right? I, I've got something that's kind of morbid, but kind of beautiful as well. Yeah? Like a good yeah. Christmas movie? Yeah, so um, we're on Alderaan. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's, no... It, it's Christmas, oh. everyone's celebrating, you know, yeah. everything's lovely. And they see um, this flash in the sky. And what normally happens on Life Day is there's a shooting scar- star that goes across the, star- the sky. Mm. And uh, they think it's that. And they're just celebrating, yeah, the shooting star. And it's just, it, it gets, like, as it gets bigger, it gets redder. And too late <laughs> they realise it's not a shooting star at all it's a fucking laser beam being shot across the galaxy towards them I I, I like that idea that it's an Alderaan I think however we never mention that it's an Alderaan and the end okay. of the film is just Robert Pattinson looking up and seeing the Death Star yes <laughs> oh my god I love that yeah the um it's, it's yeah it's it's uh we just we just look up and they they're, they're talking about how that there's a there's a there's a like a um, a lucky star or a lucky moon out yeah. for, for life day mm. um, and then you know we we realise that le- too late that it's that that's no moon. I mean, Alderaan's kind of like a nation of senators, isn't it? So it it could be like a sort of I don't want to say like courtroom drama because that makes me think of like legal. I mean, court like royal courts, you know, like yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's a Christmas like court style romance drama movie. Yeah. In set in the Star Wars universe, and it's it's feel good, and you know, there, there's probably like I don't know a handmaid who gets to pretend to be a princess or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a properly one of those Christmas switch Hallmark movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a Star Wars Hallmark movie. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we know that there are princesses from this planet. Because Leia was a princess, right? So yeah. yeah. So it has royalty. So I think we can get away with it. Yeah, it's a switcheroo. The the princess is tired of the stuffy upper nah. like Christmases, and <laughs> like so she sw- she switched places with. Yeah, I. So the, the princess princess um, princess Chuba <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> Prin- Princess wanna... Chuba. Princess Chuba. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's go with is, that. Uh, she's she's she doesn't want to uh, participate in the life day parade. Yeah. You know the celebrations, the the c- ceremonies and stuff. You've got to you've got to go into a cave with low wookies. Yeah. And you got to sing. And she doesn't. And she doesn't want to do it. Yeah. She doesn't like all the pomp and circumstance. She gets itchy. Mm. 
you know yeah. she's allergic to wookies yeah makes her yeah. lumpy exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh fucking i love the I, I love the christmas special you can't make me know. Um, every every um, every boxing life day she's just covered in hives and she's sick of it <laughs> She hates the way the old one sits in sit in VR machines and make sex noises. <laughs> <laughs> However, she um, does have a special place in her heart for B. Arthur, the bartender at uh, yeah, at the true. local Alderanian pub, uh, who zooms in every uh, <laughs> who zooms in every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's she's always doing a video call. Yeah. Arthur does her video call across the entire galaxy. Yeah. To uh, she's she's in that one Tatooine bar still. Yeah, yeah. She's not on the local Alderaanian one. That that somehow, and I'm not joking, somehow in um, the Star Wars Christmas special to pull back the veil here, <laughs> that 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 bar, that cantina is being broadcast across the galaxy to Chewbacca's house yeah. and nobody knows why yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, like, this in is, this case it's just this is very much contextual for the Star Wars Christmas special so I would recommend watching yeah. it before listening any further I, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't recommend watching the Star Wars Christmas <laughs> I would liar I would. Li- <laughs> um, but yeah but she, she, she likes B. Arthur's Christmas speech she likes yeah. B. Arthur's um, uh, life day speech she just hates the ceremony yeah, you know she hates having to go into that cave and sing at a big glowing tree. She wants to. And she wants to sit in front of a TV and watch it and not get hives. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, So she's like, okay, so I'm gonna swap places. I'm gonna swap places with Robert, Robert Pattinson, my handmaid. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm here for it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's dressed up in like a a, a, a hood, like Pat okay, Bears in uh, in now, episode now, one. Now this is this is like a. A, a, a queer bait movie as well because there's a there's a scene in which they swap clothes and like they they have quite gendered clothes but they both look great when they switch. Oh, the fans yeah. are going to be so angry. Yeah, I know. Robert Pattinson looking really pretty in his beautiful flowy dress. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know yes, you know Robert Pattinson would be yes. game for it as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, absolutely, uh, and uh, yeah. So like, uh, Rob Pattinson has to do, has to sing, has yep. to sing at the big crystal tree yeah. thing, um, whilst. <laughs> I bet Rob Pattinson's loving this. <laughs> while Chuba is uh, is out on the streets. Uh, getting getting the real celebration, she goes into a cantina. Yeah, they like um, ha- has having a look around like. Uh, d- in, into a kind of like a, a commoner's celebration. Yeah. They're all drinking and, uh, and oh, cheering yeah. and doing dances. Yeah. And she loves and it. She's get, she teaches, one of them teaches her how to do like a folk dance, you know, like the Irish ones where you lock arms and go around in circles yeah. and stuff. While, while the killers play by hologram. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's the killers, hologram. except they've all got little tentacle moustache thing just dangling <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and um, every time they move they leave a weird shit after effect yeah <laughs> yeah it's sort of sort of very like uh, shimmer yeah like what's it video scarring when they, yeah. when they yeah, move and they, yeah and they're and they're in an infinity box for no reason yeah yeah, yeah. In, in this hologram yeah 
I'd watch the shit out of this. They're playing Are We Human or Are We Dancer? That's that's the yeah. song. <laughs> they, they, they're playing loads of their songs. They've just Star Wars to them all in, in exactly yeah. the same way that Greg Proops Star Wars his commentary. Yeah. So it's so it's Are We Human or Are We Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mister Star Wars. <laughs> All oh these God. Star Wars I've done. <laughs> <laughs> and George Lucas is like, yes. <laughs> Do more Star Wars songs. <laughs> you had um, a boyfriend so... who looked like a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then in the middle we get Joe Pasquale to dress up as an alien with an extra couple of arms and do a DIY tutorial. (laughs) A skit that really doesn't land at all, but it's still there. Of course it doesn't land. It wouldn't Of course it doesn't land. It may have landed with another actor, but we've cast Joe Pasquale. (laughs) He was cheap. the man with no charisma. <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's how to make a pod racing conductor. <laughs> I'm Joe Pasquale. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, uh, and so that all happens. Um, and and then oh, the, the last thing that we haven't added from uh, the Christmas special is the prominent featuring of cameos. We haven't oh. had massive cameos yeah. yet. So Princess Leia comes in and goes, I've got to go. Yeah, I've got to go. <laughs> Quickly. I've, I've got to go. Hang on, hang on. But in universe, Princess Leia has been kidnapped and is on board the Death Star. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. I've got to go. I just remembered I've been kidnapped. <laughs> I like the idea that we cameo the entire cast of the original trilogy. <laughs> Even get the Emperor in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I say we just have Jar Jar Binks. Oh, um, yeah. And it, it's Jar Jar Binks and he's just steepling his fingers um, <laughs> and saying, yes, enjoy yourself. Misa, very happy for you. <laughs> uh, and, then, um, and then he leaves on a teleporter. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Force teleports out. He's revealed to be a force ghost. Yes, like what? The, like like Luke did. Yeah, I like that. We've also got cameos from uh, Oscar Isaac, um, Billy D. Williams, and Anthony Daniels. Yeah, and 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 Billy Zane from Titanic. <laughs> yes, yeah, Billy Zane from Titanic as well. Uh, he is yeah. also cameo. In, he, he he comes in and goes, "Hi, I'm Billy Zane from Titanic. Just uh, just remember to donate some money to your local charities today." Could we? Uh, <laughs> could, could we? Could tip your waiters? Yeah, could we get Richard Schiff in there, just telling people to vote somehow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, actually, it's it's Mr. Motivator from '90s TV. Oh yeah. And he he says, "Now I don't want you to try any of the stunts that these Jedi's pull, but I also." Want you to get out there and vote the galactic evil overlords out of here. <laughs> Barack Obama walks on and nods. <laughs> <laughs> nods sagely. He, he yeah. nods sagely and goes, oh yes, I just remembered, I've been kidnapped. Oh, and it's then... Barack Obama, but we've given him a single gill on his neck or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we painted the top of his head blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just his forehead. Just it's got yeah. his <laughs> It just looks like a smear. <laughs> A little, little splotch on his nose as well. Yeah. Makeup had three seconds to get him in and on screen. I think everyone gets... He just ran past and they had a hat <laughs> <blue hand. laughs> Like they high-fived him on the face. I like the idea that all the prosthetics in this movie have to be done in less than three minutes. <laughs> And yeah, then and then everyone looks up towards this this beautiful uh, like Jar Jar Binks look, looks up and points at this and says a beautiful life day star. Says, um, when Jar Jar Binks points up, you can see like the gap where the the the, the mask ends, and you just see a man's <laughs> neck underneath, <laughs> and his mouth doesn't move at all. <laughs> Uh, and then, then the Death Star fires. Yeah. Oh, and, and then we just and cut to the bit in the movie where it builds up yes. to the... Da, 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 da. <laughs> just with... With the just footage from the movie, like yeah, but, but but yeah, the footage from the movie as the credits scroll, <laughs> and and what's the name that everyone gives when they don't want to be listed? On oh, Alan uh, Smithy. Alan Smithy. It's, it's all that. Alan Smithy. <laughs> oh wait, there's there's a cameo we missed. The fuck it, when we turned this planet into a force ghost, we need some of the characters <laughs> from that. Oh, is it Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah. Like, Maybe, who knows? Put put somebody from that in there as well to tie the whole life to pitch cinematic Star Wars universe yeah. together. Brilliant. There we go, there we go. So that was yeah. the last life day. Yep. We've now got two movies out of the destruction of Alderaan, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good shit. Yeah. So did the original trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those were all our honourable mentions. Thank you, everyone, for uh, giving us your titles this week. Uh, remember to go to facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and to tweet us as well at Life's a Pitch show uh, to give us uh, give us your titles. Uh, we'll be looking for Christmas titles over the next few weeks, I would imagine, seeing as it's that time of year again. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll be pitching some Christmas movies soon. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening, give us your best Christmas titles, I guess. Um, so we move on to our major pitch today and it's from Ross Originals and it's the Bantha Milk Run yeah so did we well, the, those were the weird mammoths things that inexplicably exist on a desert planet that's right isn't it yes yeah, yeah. big hairy hairy boys yeah or yeah and they they just sort of plod around they're beasts of burden yeah yeah um, that maybe got digitised later on in later versions? I, I, I would imagine sure. so. Everything got digitised. It's, it's a mainly a digitised film, the, yeah. uh, the original trilogy, right? Um, yeah. It just, I think just more of them were put in the films later on. <laughs> <laughs> they could only afford one puppet at the time. Yeah, they, yeah. they fixed um, the whole franchise in post, you know? It's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the Bantha Milk Run, though... Um, I can only assume that because they're on a they're on a um, desert planet, the Bantha. Mm. They this is just some world building. Mm. Um, the the Bantha can't make milk because it's too it's too dry. Mm. Sure. Anywhere else, but on the like part of Tatooine that doesn't get sun all the time and is therefore not desert. Yeah. 
There's a little tiny bit of of Tatooine that is I, that has water. I've got I've got I've got an idea for this because I've been thinking about the sort of mono biome Star Wars worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is one world that we see that it that kind of isn't a mono biome, okay. which is Naboo, because we see obviously the top side and the bottom side, and they 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 go through the planet's core, and it's all yeah. different, even yeah. if it is just underwater. Here's what I'm thinking: Tatooine, hot planet. George Lucas logic, the core is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> there's a load sure. of like ice caves down there, and what they do is they get the bantha, take them down through a cave system to use them to haul <laughs> ice back up and feed them the ice so that they've got enough moisture uh, to yes. get the milk. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have them grazing on ice for a bit, yeah. which is why they're full of fur to keep the cold in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they're like fridges. Yeah, and the ba- bantha like, milk like comes thermos. out cold like a milkshake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Banthas are like thermos. Yeah. If you put the hot, if you put hot stuff in, it stays hot. If you put cold stuff in, it stays cold. Because if you live on the surface, you would definitely pay for a bantha milk if it was like cold and refreshing. Yeah. You know, yeah, It'd be absolutely. Lovely. Yeah, you're right. So you've got this ice core that people take journeys into through the tunnels gouged by, like, what are they, what's it called? The big dragons? Oh, I don't know. And crate dragons. Crate dragons yeah. and and, um, and the big worms. What else, what's that called? That's, that's the crate dragon. Um, okay, the, the crate dragon. <laughs> oh, um, and, and Sarlacc. Sarlacc as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, those, like, it, Tatooine's full of worms, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. It's got. There's all these tunnels all over the place that that can lead potentially lead to the planet's core, the ice core. Yeah. Um. And uh, and they like the the run is it's dangerous because obviously you can oh, yeah. get eaten by you can get eaten by worms all the way. Mm-hmm. You can sort of like you can there's there's yeah. there's uh, Tuscan ice raiders. Yeah. And you, and you can't <laughs> stay down there for too long either because like nothing grows down there. So you got to stay there long enough for your bantha to graze. Yeah. You've also got to like manage your supplies and make sure you don't lose anything. It's like Luke surviving on Hoth, you know. Mm. Those bear things that you cut the arm off, those things are roaming around. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. As they would be um, on another completely yeah. different it, planet. It, it's just Hoth inside Tatooine, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to any other planets. We're just uh, just we're make just... it make them all layers, like Dante's Inferno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is very much a journey to the centre of the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just taking that and putting it in Star Wars. I mean, it's been done before. Journey to the centre of Tatooine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. So um, what characters are we going to have? What characters are going to go on this journey? This the, uh, On the, ba- the Bantha Milk Run. What Star Wars sort of tropes have we got? Um, I would say I would like another sort of like... Um, Force believing, but not necessarily force sensitive, like a force sensitive person, maybe, but who isn't a Jedi. Okay, I just uh, want someone who is like a bit, a bit lucky, like Donnie Yen's uh, character from Rogue yeah, One. Fr- fr- Frimblow yeah, Crunch. Um. <laughs> Frimblow Crunch is good. Frimblow what? Crunch is. Why are you uh, both so good at making Star Wars <laughs> names? Uh, played by Sean Bean. Yeah. From low crunch. I, I think having him be older is more interesting. You know, yeah. we've we've had enough of young like saviors of the planet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. just an old, an old, an old lad. Yeah, an old. <laughs> the Yorkshire dialect is actually the dialect of people who go to the core very often. <laughs> <laughs> hey, up! I've just been down core again uh, to get. Yeah, because it's like going get, down the mines. It's perfect. They, <laughs> down core again to get some bantha milk. 
<laughs> so that's he said that's Bimbolo Crunch. Uh, Frimblo Crunch. Frimblo Crunch. Frimblo yeah, okay. Crunch. Yeah, Frimblo he rolls nicely crunch. off the Yorkshire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, oh. and and that's a human. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, but he's yeah. got just two little tentacles just think, above his legs. <laughs> Sean Bean is a farmer who's who's sort of considered a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. In, in yeah. the lo- so he goes in and and on his last expedition down into the core, he lost all of his team. So he's looking <laughs> for a new team. Oh, so he's yes. recruiting a new one. It's like um, Ocean's Eleven. Yes, yeah. So he, he's he's wandered into the cantina, and. Uh, <laughs> they play the. Can, can we have every single person in the cantina be like an A-list name, and just like most of them don't get recruited, just so you've got no idea who's gonna who's gonna be on the team. <laughs> so, so it's like the end of uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of in terms of who is in this cantina, like yeah. everyone in there could could run a film, like could yeah. star in a film. Um, okay, most of them that's... are just cameos. You know, you know, you got like you even got like Arnold Schwarzenegger in there. Real curveballs, just yeah. like. <laughs> so so he walks in and goes, "All right, listen up," and and the band stop playing for once in their life. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's like, "All right, listen up." My team went down to get you your precious bantha milk, right? <laughs> All this blue muck we're drinking, this ice cold, glorious bantha milk. And he smashes it on the ground. There's a guilty looking bantha behind the bar, just like <laughs> strapped to some tubes. <laughs> All right. That's gonna run out. If, if we don't get our Banthers down core. So, <laughs> I'm going to need a new blooming team to go down. Anyone want to come with? Because I ain't yeah. going by my sen. And there's just silence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> silence. Nobody nobody wants to take the risk. Then, uh, then Matt Damon stands up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Matt it just Damon. goes back. Everyone goes back to their conversations, and then like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, it's better. Oh, yeah, no, better. no, no one doing this will be doing so voluntarily. It's yeah, like yeah. It's, it, he he either has to. He's like find someone. So on his way out, he sees Matt Damon being beaten up. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. Matt Damon is is one of those uh, devil devil horny type characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of those. Um, uh, one of those those dudes. He's um, being beaten up by Jeff Daniels and uh, <laughs> Donald Glover. <laughs> <Donald Trump. laughs> and got every every other character in this is like an A-lister, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, he uh, Matt da- Matt Demon um, is called uh, is is called uh, Jazzle Gunther. Um, <laughs> uh, so so Jazzle Gunther is yeah he's, he's, he's like he owes. Owes um uh well, who was it? Brie Larson. <laughs> he owes Brie Larson the hut. Brie Larson the hut. <laughs> A lot of money. A lot of money in this cast. <laughs> 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 Sean Bean's like you're coming with we can make a lot of money you owe Brie Larson the hut a lot of money we can make a lot of money on this on this going down cover 
I know that she's called Brie Larson the Hut just for the star power. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we never see her. We Not just, a penny. He just, he just yeah. called Brie Larson the Hut. <laughs> It's um, like we didn't even need Brie Larson. We paid for a name. <laughs> Donald Donald Glover is a is a perfect, um, like has been put had prosthetics put on him mm-hmm. and just looks like Donald Duck. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Jeff Daniels is the race that Darth Maul is. Okay. okay yeah. 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 Um, uh, so uh, uh, Donald Glover is called Kip Kip Chungus. And, <laughs> just um, looks like Donald Duck. Uh, and Jeff Daniels is called Darth Saul because that's just their naming convention. <laughs> he's not a Sith. They just all begin with Darth. It's, it's, no, it's, it's got to be the name of something though. So it's Darth Soil. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the the, uh, the the classic convention is just take a word that has in in front of it and take uh, take the in out of it. Yeah, but he's not actually a Sith, though, so he doesn't quite follow the, the Sith convention. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, it is. It's Darth Soul, because it's in Soul. He's a regular henchman called Darth Soul. <laughs> Darth Soul, like in Soul, because he's got, he, he has to have, um, uh, like, what do they call them? Pe- like, um, uh, orthopedic shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got really Jeff thick Daniels. soles. Well, wow, this is a lot of it's a lot of description for a character that's only going to be in it for five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so this the, team uh, so far is Sean Bean and Matt Damon and horny yeah. Matt Damon. Uh, no, because because Kip Kip Chungus, uh, oh, Don Glover as Don yes. Duck, he gets sent along to make sure that uh, Matt Damon doesn't get it doesn't run away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, John Goodman, the bouncer, walks over. To try to try and break up the commotion, the bouncer, and, yeah, yeah. Um, he is in Mandalorian armor that is way too small for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, In- including the helmet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not right. It's not that John John Goodman is too like is too overweight for it. Yeah, that's not the joke here. It's, it's that it's, it's made. The, it's for like a, a child's gnome. armor. The helmet's yeah. balanced yeah, yeah. on top of his head. Like we've we've bought we've bought some Mandalorian fancy dress from Toys R Us. Yeah, and it's for ages seven to ten. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. You know. You know how um, Mandalorians are foundlings. Well, you know. You know where there were a lot of foundlings recently. Yeah. Endor. Sure. Oh yeah. The um where a a an Ewok was a foundling, and (laughs) was there's a foundling an Ewok Mandalorian. Yeah. That that played by um, John John Goodman. Goodman. John Goodman stole yes. his armor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's like I stole, I stole this this ar- this Mandalorian armor. It's made out of best car steel, but uh, I haven't found anyone to be able to fit it for me yet. <laughs> the it's the just other like two odd plates, like the chest plate, <laughs> is basically sitting around his neck. The yeah. uh, the, the other two because there's three bouncers. The other one is George Clooney and Meryl Streep, who yep. are also <laughs> wearing that kind of armor. <laughs> what yeah. e- Ewok Beskar? Ewok Beskar, that's too small for him. Yeah, but it's it's, it's you, we definitely know it's George Clooney and Meryl Streep, but they're dressed yeah, in yeah. child's armor. 
<laughs> there, with, with also their helmets resting on uh, all, all on the their budget heads. on the cast, none of the budget on the costumes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> We've got this cast now costuming. You're going to have to do some creative work here. <laughs> so they so they go out and, and find uh, the Mandalorian uh, Disney Disney shop. Yes, yeah. Set of uh, set of armor for all of them. Yeah, they've got plastic lightsabers that just unfold when you flip them. <laughs> and it goes wham. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just John Goodman going wham. <laughs> oh, we couldn't get like proper Skywalker sound Ben Burt on this film, so it is just people making all the, all the blaster noises with their mouth. It's the cast. Yeah. The cast is also the sound design crew. Yeah. <laughs> When we got them in to do ADR, we also got them to do. So, like, for instance, in John Goodman's scene, Meryl Streep is in the background going, (laughs) (laughs) and then like, and then in in like Meryl Streep's one, like Donald Glover's there because Meryl Streep's beating someone up. He's like, oh no! (laughs) So I think we've got this team because there's like four people, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Bean, Matt Damon, Donald Duck, and uh, <laughs> what were their names? So Sean Bean was uh, um, Crumbus, fr- Frimbo, Frimbo, Frimbo Crunch, yeah, Frimbo yeah. Crunch, and uh, Donald Duck, Chim Chim was, was Kip Kip Chungus, Kip Kip yeah. Chungus. Uh, um, Matt Demon was I can't remember what Matt Demon was actually. It was like Grundle something. <laughs> no, that's his name. Grundle something. It's one word. <laughs> Grundle something. Okay, we'll go with that. And uh, John Goodman is uh, is Bips McFadden. Oh, I like that. I like the yeah. vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. So <laughs> I'm terrible at Star Wars names. Um, <laughs> so and so they've got it. They've got a. It's it's. On the way to the entrance to the caves, um, Sean Bean has got to train them and like prep them. You yeah, know, he's, so- he's like, you, you think you know the world, you think you've seen things, but you don't know what happens down there in the ice. <laughs> so I've also got an idea for, for the score, because we obviously can't afford John Williams at this point. No, um, But we can afford Ludwig Göransson. However, yeah. we cannot afford how many instruments he can use. So, so if you if you watch so it's the just making him on of the Casio keyboard, no, 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 not a Casio keyboard, because in the Mandalorian he famously used a recorder. <laughs> yeah, you know the you know the recorders you get at school. Sure, but like a bigger version of that. But instead, he can't afford that, so we just give him a rec- like. He just says, "I used to record." What? Look, look, what did he use to do the Mandalorian soundtrack? Well, I I used a recorder. A recorder. Well, well, we can get you one of them. There's a sale on at Toys R Us. <laughs> In fact, I think I could probably get my my year one class, my, my kids' year one class, to, you... to come and be the orchestra for you. It's like, I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, no, here you are. Do it. So it's yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Ludwig, it's Ludwig Göransson trying to lead a, a bunch of year ones playing recorder, <laughs> and then one of them's got like claves, and one of them's got like that thing that goes ricket, ricket, yeah, the, the ricket. wooden fish looking thing. <laughs> so you imagine the fucking. <laughs> Just the in- 
entire way through this movie. <laughs> the chaos of recorder class. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, so great. That's that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Um, right, we've what, got a crew. Yeah. We've got a crew. Um, what's the first obstacle they 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 come up against? Um, when they get to the entrance to the cave, so obviously there's loads of different entrances, and Sean yeah. Bean has like got one that he's always used. Yeah. Um, but previously, like mm. he left somebody at the entrance to the cave to guard it, and yeah. because his whole crew died, inexplicably, the one who was outside the cave also died as well. Um, oh, okay. So Jeff <laughs> Goldblum has stolen his cave entrance, and so there's Jeff Goldblum there with a bunch of goons. <laughs> Saying this is my cave entrance now, you have to find another one, sling your own. Played, and played so he, by he the... has to go through uncharted routes to get yeah. there. Oh. The Jeff Goldblum and his goons played by the entire cast of friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um And Jeff Goldblum having obviously previously worked with uh with, with Frimblo Crunch, yeah. uh Sean Bean here, um like he, he Jeff Goldblum's like you're, don't you think uh, you're not coming through here Frimblo this is this is my territory now I'm mm. not you you guys don't trust this guy he's a he's you can't trust him you can't trust him as far as you throw him he got us all nearly killed um, yeah. could he uh, be Jeff any Gold, more Jeff dangerous Goldblum. says Matthew Perry who's uh, also <laughs> Je- Jeff Goldblum is massive like he's been taking steroids for the last six months to prep for this role he is stacked I thought you meant like sort of like uh, Terry Gilligan like giant. giant kind of thing no, yeah. no, he is also a giant he's also a giant but he's okay. absolutely stacked cool yeah I, I would say he's about nine and a half feet tall in yeah. this. and we got Arnold Schwarzenegger to be his personal trainer yeah, yeah. he was back in the bar but yeah, yeah we, we'd already paid for him, so we got him to train Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> we do we, we do use him, but we because we've run out of money, we had to double use him. We, we'll use yeah. him for something later as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and uh, so they made their way down. They have this big fight with a uh, with with the big dragon boy or whatever the, the worm things are. They yeah. they have to punch their way through a sarlacc. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, they're being followed by a pack of those bear things that captured Luke. Like they, they only ever see glimpses of them, but they know they're being followed. They're like, like a pack of wolves, just like oh, tailing them. The bear thing from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that, that, like that the... sticks Luke to his ceiling. One of those. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, the ones on hot. The one on hot. Yeah, yeah, those things. Uh, nice. There's a pack of them following them, and that's like of that's course. the tension through the movie. Because um, the, because the center of Tatooine is a chunk of Hoth that broke off. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's ha- that's ha- yeah. They, the planets collided and yeah, that's how it happened. <laughs> um, it's and like the so moon. yeah, they um they they get and this um bear thing is also voiced by um Warwick Davis. Yep. Um, who says? Yep. Uh, and one of them's only got one arm. I told you never to come down here, Frimblow Crunch. He says. Yeah, through his um, big bear fangs. And uh, he says, "You're not welcome here anymore." And uh, and Sean Bean's like, "I'm gonna get this bloody bantha mil- these banthas to graze if you, if I, if it bloody kills me." Or Davis goes, "If you keep going down this route, I'll stick you to the ceiling like the rest of your crew." 
And the rest of his crew are just up there, like <laughs> Nicole Kidman is up there, <laughs> Jimmy and, Schmidt, yeah, and Kurt then, uh, Russell, and then, um, Amy Sean, Adams Sean just Bean. stuck to the roof. Sean Bean says, "Don't, don't test me, Warwick Davis Bear," and he tickles one of the banther. Yeah, and the banther falls over right, yep. onto its back. At which point he starts squeezing its teats. Yeah, it's the force of like a fireman's hose. (laughs) (laughs) And it it, it fires out, blasting Warwick Davis back, Uh, but also dissolving all the sticks. The the sticky. Well, so I was going to suggest that maybe the 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 people stuck in the ceiling. It's it's his old crew, and they're all still alive. But he just basically treats it like they're a lost cause. Like he, look, uh, yes. he looks at them like they're dead and doesn't even consider trying to rescue them. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, they're still they're still there. They're going. They're like cheering Warwick Davis on. Yeah. <laughs> at, at which John Favreau shouts, "We're still alive, you idiot!" <laughs> He's like, um, did somebody say something like really passive aggressively? Yeah, you see Sylvester Stallone just waving his arms around trying to break free. <laughs> must must just be the wind. Um, and, and so eventually they get right to the core. Yeah. and he's like alright set up the set up the, the the all of the things you, we need to we need these banter to to eat um, uh, to eat as much ice as possible and then you hear I hear you it seems like you have brought back my children have you uh, once again uh, Fimblo Crunch there's an enormous banter at the centre of the planet yeah he's oh. um, like you have stolen my children uh, for the last time it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the bar earlier. Yeah. yeah. We ran out of money. Yeah. We had to get him again. We had to. I saw that. I said before. He's we had got to a tiny banter next to him that's played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> get the gang back together. So how does this end? Um, <laughs> how, 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 um, <laughs> it ends with the opening crawl. <laughs> I think we. I think um, the, the the crew, Bips McFadden, Grundle something, and Kip Kip Chungus Have you written these all, down? Yeah, all all turn all turn against Sean Bean and yeah. kill him on behalf of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the giant banter. Yeah, yeah, they betray him, and then they go and free the old crew from the ceiling. Mm. Yeah, and then and then on the screen, Star Wars, and then the opening yeah. crawl plays. Oh. As we see, as we see the new crew and the old crew all walking out together. Yeah, that's the poster. It's like um, is what's, it? what's this, the movie that Stallone directed that had all the action heroes oh, in? The Expendables. Expendables. It's like the Expendables poster, and it's got all of them just laid out. And then you just uh, you see um, what's his face, uh, Sean Bean, just <laughs> looming over them like a Sith Lord, like he's a giant <laughs> face interposed behind them. That's the movie poster. <laughs> That should be pretty easy for you to make there, Tom. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember Put every name of a we mentioned. In the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. That's uh, the Panther Milk Run. <laughs> Panther Milk Run. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. Yeah, I, <laughs> so I, I another, certainly did. Another raft of Star Wars classics to add to yep. the extended universe. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> 
Thank you to everyone who gave us titles um, for the Star Wars stuff. Um, and uh, well done. Well done, everyone uh, skirting the obvious there. We got some real outliers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, Ash, for coming uh, back on the show. It's a pleasure. Hopefully we'll, we'll have you back uh, many times more for many more Star Wars. I hope things. so, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, now we've got this whole new cast that we've just introduced into the universe, so <laughs> we can have spin-off franchises for all of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard to cast another Star Wars film after this because it's just like we're going to have to get new Everyone's people in. in yeah yeah it's, it's starting to get like the Marvel Cinematic Universe if you've had a cameo we can't use you anymore well yeah. even if you have we'll still yeah, use it yeah yeah, yeah. unless you're Arnold Schwarzenegger in which case we'll just keep casting you <laughs> um, uh, if you uh, have enjoyed the show listener um, then you can do a couple of things for us um, in in kind of in repayment for the entertainment and to for introducing you to this brand new Star Wars canon um, what you can do is you can tell your friends about it we would love it if you uh, tell specifically this episode of course tell your Star Wars liking friends if they if they know a lot about Star Wars show them this uh, they, should, <laughs> they should and just and just imagine us rubbing our hands together with glee as they get angry um, uh, or indeed enjoy it and uh, we want to see the world's wor- uh, our worst comment section yet yeah um, <laughs> But in general, for the podcast, just show your friends if they enjoy movies, if they enjoy uh, messing about and talking about uh, like uh, just fantastical ideas for movies that wouldn't possibly ever happen. Then we'd really appreciate it if you uh, spread the word. Uh, but of course, if um, you are ashamed, so ashamed of us that you don't want to do that, then you can always go over to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast, where you can uh, you can basically support us without having to do any of that public stuff. You can go over to patreon.com forward slash lives of pitch podcast and give us a little bit of money each and every month um, in order to get it's like a big club where you can get bonus pitches you can get uh, behind the scenes looks you can get um, movie commentaries and um, uh, vote on the po- uh, the genre each week um, you also get uh, your name read out each and every week or we think these are their real names but we don't really know and they do change quite regularly I'm pretty so, sure to be a patron you have to put your real name in so <laughs> yeah yeah the birth certificate name I think uh, yeah. that's, that's true um, I would hope so yeah. yeah, I think so. So, uh, here they are. It's Brandon Spanky Mills. Ross Originals presents Husk Rogers in the 20 Bisque Century. Mr. Beakfast, we've been successful. <laughs> Yesterday's Glemule is gone, and today's Glemule is tomorrow. <laughs> Jeremy Elkayam. <laughs> Jeremy Elkayam. <laughs> Stephen D. Thomas. Fingers to hand. The time you later just pooped a little message <laughs> out. Wait, I go, back. For... go back. I couldn't what? hear that. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the time you later just pooped a little message out. Beware 400. Call the time primister. <laughs> James Delaney. Brundra, he's gone. You have to move on. What do you fancy for dinner? <laughs> Paulman. Gather the children and head south. The bus queep horn has risen. Brent Black. We have to flee Polvonia. All of the conventional cities are weeping. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a WH a weeping the last meal approacheth the council is ready praise 400 <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I can't believe it the serial dragon of Wales has been Tom McGrath all along oh bloody hell Joseph Hegarty mighty primistant we are we're <laughs> detecting record levels of glemule in every time stream we have to call Petvis 
That isn't the real Glemule. He's a fraud. Stop him. <laughs> Gee whiz. Twist. What's going on? Jimmy, you have to help me stop your son. I'm sorry. I didn't go back far enough. But we have to take him and his company down. Welcome to the Bisque Avengers. <laughs> yes. Alex NSFW, Carl, the tests are positive. You seem to be immune to jumbling. We could use this. Operator, get me an address for Davy Benzo Felix. We need a hacker. <laughs> Matt, I don't know what a podcast is, but you, I think we should make one. Eden MW, Tom, let's make it movie related, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so those two are clearly linked. But, um, hang on. I've got to go back a few because Davy Benzo Felix hasn't been a patron for like. <laughs> for like. I'm going to say a hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but we need him because he's a hacker. I mean, they've gone back in time, right? So yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I about that. The, the last yeah. few patron names, like when we've read them out, have simultaneously felt like the cliffhanger ending to something and also <laughs> like a brand new thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm That's excited by the Bisque Extended Universe. Yeah. That's an ongoing narrative that we have absolutely no control over, so um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. So yeah, uh, go over there if you want to contribute to that ongoing narrative. Um, or like, just put your name on there. Or just, if you yeah. want to put your name on there, fair enough. But yeah. also, if you want to change it every every other week or something I... to uh, something completely different. Uh, game changing I like yeah. it when there's someone's actual name in amongst all the chaos <laughs> yeah, like that's my favourite bit yeah like they haven't got the message yeah <laughs> we usually end the show with a yes very clever one. Oh yes we do Matt uh, as I alluded to earlier on in the show the yes very clever award is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title and uh, just had a little bit of fun with it so Ross Originals got the double whammy this week the double whammy award. Uh, greedy, put that on, greedy. Uh, you can put that on his <laughs> on his award shelf. Sel- yep. Selfish, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ross Original has given us Vogue One. Right, Vogue yeah. One. See what he's I done like there. It. He's changed it a bit. Yeah, it's just mm. uh, it's just a plot of Rogue One, but uh, they're looks all great. supermodels. Uh, so until next week, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. And I've been Ash Ralph. Oh, uh, yep. that's. Thanks for watching. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, it's a podcast. That doesn't work. It's fine. Thanks for using your ears. Don't worry about remember who pitched it. That's thanks for watching. (laughs) I think it sums up the chaos of this episode, really. Thanks for watching. Uh, Remember who did a pitch. (laughs) 